The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. Jesus was teaching the crowds. Some of those present told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse off offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's such a pleasure to be back again with you. You know, one theme that uh, really stood out to me as I was praying and studying these readings this past week was complacency. Complacency is defined as self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of any deficiencies. It is a feeling of calm satisfaction with our own abilities or situation that prevents us from trying harder. <clears throat> Excuse me. In our first reading, Paul is responding to some disturbing news that he's um, received from the community in Corinth um, just after he had moved uh, on to Ephesus. There were rivalries, there were immoral behavior, as well as disagreements on some key beliefs of the Christian faith. There was a problem with the use and abuse of spiritual gifts. And so Paul's first letter to the Corinthians that we heard part of today was an attempt to address this situation that this community was facing. This new fledgling Christian community that was surrounded by pagan influences. In our reading today from chapter 10 of that letter, Paul directs his attention to those who were feeling very self-satisfied about themselves and, uh, and even a sense of entitlement uh, in their new Christian faith. And these attitudes were causing a lot of problems. Paul was concerned that they would end up just self-destructing the whole community. He uses the example of Israel, 
whose complacency incurred the wrath of God in the desert. So he retells the story of Exodus and uh, how the Israelites journeyed through the desert um, under God's care. They were given all the spiritual and, and temporal nourishment necessary for their survival in the desert. And yet, despite God's graces, despite his great faithfulness to these people, uh, they still disobeyed and were punished. They took God's gifts and his faithfulness, they took it for granted. And they used his favor as a kind of um, immunity uh, against any um, consequences for their sinful activity. And so Paul is warning the Corinthians to avoid the traps and the, the things that their ancestors did. And so he writes, these things happened to them to serve as an example. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. In our gospel passage, um, Jesus is um, confronted with a group of concerned people um, with news of Pilate's slaughter of a, a group of uh, Jewish Galileans. And meanwhile, the, the Tower of Siloam has collapsed and that killed 18 people. And so the, the question comes up, why? You know, why did this happen to these people? In our day and age, we spend a lot of time asking the why question. To ask why is to be human. You know, we want to understand, we want to try and make sense of our world and the things that happen in it, even when it's just impossible to do that. And the, the, uh, the Jewish people in, in our gospel today, they're no different than us. They too wanted to make sense of those awful events that happened to them. And so they come to Jesus and they, they're hoping that he will affirm their question, which is basically, don't people suffer because they are sinful? And that makes sense to them and that's how they make sense of what has happened. It's an explanation of this mystery of suffering that they can get their heads around. But we know that that isn't true. We know that we all have our different crosses that we have to bear. This belief was held by many people at that time. And it might seem simplistic and unsophisticated to us today, but really, in our present time, we're asking the same type of questions. Have you ever heard, why do bad things happen to good people? Or why does God allow so much suffering in the world? We are also attempting to make sense of the things that are just, that we just cannot do. And so when the, when, when the unspeakable happens, how do we respond to these why questions that we have? Well, we often say, it's God's will. Or, don't worry, they're in heaven now. God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. Take heart, take heart. Other people have it worse than you do. And while these answers have some grain of truth, the real truth is that 
These answers make us complacent. We can content ourselves with these pat answers rather than going deeper in our understanding of what it means to carry our crosses as followers of Christ. Complacency tends to uh, dismiss and minimize problems in order to refrain from actually doing anything about them. Complacent people may feel a false sense of security just in satisfaction, just as the, uh, the, the uh, Corinthians did and also as the Israelites did as well. In our gospel, Jesus doesn't spend a lot of time trying to answer the, the why questions. I think what he is saying to us today is, ask a better question. Instead of asking, why does God allow suffering in our world? We might ask, how can I be an instrument of healing to those who are suffering? Instead of asking, why are there so many homeless people in our community? We might ask, what can I do to help promote more affordable housing for the poor and more supports for mental health? Instead of asking, how can one country just take it upon itself and invade another? We might ask, how can I add my voice to the outcry for justice for the Ukraine? Instead of asking, why is abortion so, so prevalent today? We might ask, how, how can I get involved in the pro-life movement? Complacency in asking easy questions and giving easy answers keeps us separated from the needs of the They keep us from facing our own vulnerability and our own brokenness. Complacency keeps us from finding meaningful solutions to the challenges that are faced by those around us, our neighbors, our church, our world. Jesus invites us to ask the better questions and to come up with better answers to go deeper, to draw closer, to be bolder in our faith. He asks us, especially now in this season of Lent, to repent, to change our minds, to turn around and find a new direction, to shake off those chains of complacency that make us feel so very comfortable where we are, and put on the garments of humility, service, in true love. Jesus also addresses uh, this situation in the gospel with uh, a parable, which he often does, as we know. He tells us about this impatient landowner who is going back to this fig tree year after year with, with no fruit, with nothing to eat on it. And so he tells the gardener, Let, let's get rid of this tree. It's not doing anything. But the gardener asks him, to give him one more season to fertilize, to help that tree to hopefully bear fruit in the next year. This parable invites even more questions for us, but these questions are a little, a little deeper. In what ways are we like the landowner? Do we stand apart from others and just offer platitudes in times of need? 
do we walk away in frustration, you know, eager just to kind of wash our hands of the situation? In what ways are we like the fig tree? Are we undernourished and unable or unwilling to nourish others? Do we feel helpless and hopeless? In what ways are we like the gardener? Are we willing to sacrifice our time and our energy and put it into a relationship or a cause or a social justice situation when we know that we may not be successful with it? Can we be the sower without having to be present for the harvest? On this third Sunday of Lent, let us pray that our Lord will inspire us to take interest, to ask the deeper questions and engage in action. Let us pray that he will help us to climb out of that place of complacency. And let us pray that we will take the opportunity now to change our own lives through the Lenten observances of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. <laughs>